Good morning. Good morning, beautiful. How was your night? I guess we should say good day. Good day. Good day, mate. Good day, mate. Um, Friday the 13th, as in episode 13th. <laughs> 13th episode. Uh, this morning I was driving home um, from dropping off page and I was listening to Philip DeFranco and he was talking about T.I., you know the singer? Uh-huh. He takes his daughter in every, I, can't, I might be getting this wrong, six months, a year, something like that, to make sure... She's still a virgin, that her hymen is still intact. And she's wow. like 18. <laughs> she's like, yeah, in her teens. Maybe I'm wrong about her age, but. He takes her in regularly. She takes, he takes her in regular, regularly to get her hymen checked. And the doctor was like, because uh, he was talking about it in a podcast. And the doctor was like, I just want you to know that, you know, your hymen can get broken if like riding a bike riding a horse um you know some activities he's like doc my my daughter doesn't she's not any sports she doesn't ride a horse she doesn't ride a bike just give me the answer <laughs> isn't that crazy is it was it broken oh they didn't disclose that that's mm. medical privacy he wasn't gonna expose that part. i had some friends parents that did that to their daughter shut up i'm uh-huh. gonna get page checked <laughs> Come on, Paige. <laughs> Come on. You're, you're, are you riding bikes too hard? <laughs> Better not. Better not. Uh, what is wrong? That's crazy to me. But yeah. yeah, I just think. Well, it's none of his business. It is to him. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that's crazy. It's crazy how much people think that their kids' lives is their business. You know, I also think it's crazy that people that get married think that they owe each other something. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. hey, you, you owe me all of your secrets, your, you know, you owe me everything now. You owe me to, have, to be, you know, bold and open and honest. I don't know, it's hard. I feel like sometimes when you live well, a life... You? Well, I do just because I can't keep a secret. But. I know, seriously. Because yeah, I, 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 I get diarrhea of the mouth and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. let me tell you all of it. I'll tell you everything. But good news is I could marry anybody then because I could tell my secrets to anybody, not just my husband. That's true. But uh, a lot of this podcast is our secrets. Secrets. No, I, I guess. <laughs> not really. I don't really have any secrets. Um, Loose lips sink ships. You know what is interesting, though, is when you said, like, you grew up and there were some families that, like, you said a boy turned 16 and his de- his room was, like, decorated in condoms and yeah, stuff. Yeah. That's interesting. That's crazy to me. And, like, hey, you had sex yet? You, hey, you boner her? Like, you guys having sex? That is not a conversation <laughs> I have with my, like, that's not something I, that's the other thing. I don't encourage, it's not that I don't encourage, I also just don't think it's a conversation of ours, is uh, like, oh, you like that girl, or you like that boy, we just, I don't, now I think I do more, but when they were like youngsters, uh-huh. like elementary school age, I guess I just never thought, I never talked about like boyfriend, girlfriends, or anything like that, but they're not, I think, I don't know. Well, you know, it, and it goes back to yesterday's podcast as far as like, 
the law of attraction. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, and, and the law of attraction works in so many different ways, even in that way where if, if we were to be talking about how wrong it is or bring, be bringing it up like, Hey, you can't have a girlfriend until this time. Hey, you can't do this. Hey, Hey, you can't have a girlfriend, Hey, boyfriend, you can't make and be bringing it up and, and presencing it. Mm-hmm. Then it presences it. Well, and I feel like I think Paige did have a little boyfriend. Granted, your first year, you suck as a parent. And then you kind of get better, I think, <laughs> as the more kids come. Or yeah. not. I don't know. But with Paige's, I think she was in sixth grade and she had a little boyfriend. And I was like, don't have a boyfriend. That's, you know, whatever. It's not worth it. And then, of course, they broke up. And, of course, they weren't friends afterwards because she was in sixth grade and didn't know how to break up with a boyfriend. And it's like, why, why even have a boyfriend? Then Mac on I mean, all of them. Pra- it is good practice. Sure, You're, that's probably right. I, but I pipes- probably sucked at breaking up. That's why we never did. <laughs> you. I ass. tried to break up with you, <laughs> and then I was like, well, okay, well let's not, get married. Instead. I'm not very easy to break up with either. <laughs> like, I'm all, no, you don't. You don't want to break up with me. Well, fine. Don't talk to me anymore. Yeah. Well, then don't call me ever again. Then how about that? Don't do it. But pipes the other day was saying she was uh, chatting with one of her um, theater friends. Um, a boy and she was like he uh um well first off she told me that he put his arm around her at improv and she's like oh it made me feel so uncomfortable and i was like piper she hates physical touch she is not our physical touch gal for sure i'm about the only one that could touch her you think so what do you mean by that so you don't think anybody in the household can touch her no like she won't like yeah everybody can but she doesn't like slink away. There's times though, but still, like touching her hair. And no, stuff, I love. Hair. I'm a hair player though. I'll play. I love to play with people's hair. And uh, she, yeah, she hates when I play with her hair. I can't touch her hair. Like I'd like to hold my kids' hands, like if I'm driving or something. I just I'm a physical toucher. Well, I've never. I don't think I've ever seen you hold their hands. Oh, okay. You never drive with me when we're just us. <laughs> Weird. Why? I don't know. Um, but it's crazy. It's crazy to see. Um, it's just amazing to see how the law of attraction works in so many different ways. In, 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 in oh, every yeah. facet, in every... If you present something, whether it's positive, whether it's negative, if you're saying not to do it, if you're saying to do it, if you're, if you're, if you're, say, if you're saying, I don't want to look at it. I mean, it doesn't matter in what way, shape, or form that you bring it up. You are presencing that, and it will presence itself in your life. Guaranteed. I can shit in, all, I can shit in a box and mark guaranteed. <laughs> that means guaranteed. I stick my head up a bull's ass. Take a good look at T-bone steak, but I'd rather take a butcher's word for it. Uh, I used to take the butcher's head up a bull's ass. Uh, yeah, well, damn. Uh, Let me stick your head up a bull's ass. <laughs> oh, Friday. I love Fridays. Fridays are awesome because it makes me realize I don't have a Saturday or a Sunday anymore. Man, and the weeks fly. I know. Well, the weekends freaking fly. I feel like we're always so freaking busy. I don't know. Should we let Mac take a break from no. wrestling on Sunday? No. On Saturday? No. He's so sad. I don't think no. he likes it. I don't care. What he could sit at home and play on his phone? No, he could take an hour out of his day to go cry a river at wrestling. Yeah, I guess, but I don't even take an hour out of my day. And he likes it. 
I take it out of my out of my day to go take him to go wrestle. <laughs> you are a true sacrificer. I'm a dad. Yeah, <laughs> living that dad dream. Yeah, dad life. Oh, but um, yeah, it's just interesting that people. I don't know. There's so many other things I'm scared of than sex with yeah. my kids. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what though. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, like. I just would be more scared if they were if they were literally hanging out with some well, some groups of kids that maybe get them in trouble yeah. or like yeah, have some they are, bad. They are who they hang around. Yeah, for sure. And if you want to see who your kids are, look at their friends. Yeah. What's looking, that? What's that? Rule of five. The five. You're the average of five of the people you hang around. Around. You're, yeah. Hang around. <clears throat> If you hang around. And I hang out with you, Paige, Mac, Piper. Yep, and we are the and average. And we are the average. Damn it. Sorry, guys. Sorry, kids. Well, I hold the context. I guess. You have a fluff in your... Don't. You're going to make the microphone Sorry. fall. You had fluff in your beard. Do you like having a beard or does that bug you? That. But does a beard ever bug you? I think that would bug me. I mean, my my uh, my mustache bugs me. You know what does bug me is shaving every day or trimming it. Well, you're lazy. I'd be fine without One it. One hour a day. Take an hour out of your day, you say. Got nothing else to do, you said. I do. I do. Sure. I poop. <laughs> you poop mm-hmm. like five times a day, I think. You're a, you are an avid Sometimes. Pooper. Sometimes a lot of times, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> said IBS. <laughs> no, you have, what do you call it? You have a... Uh, Penal leakage. No, that's no, my dad. that's your dad. <laughs> Just kidding. That was a joke of your dad's. Not yeah. that he really has penal leakage. <laughs> uh, do you feel like as an adult child now <laughs> that it's your job to keep the relationship between your parents? No. No. You just let it flow. Let yourself go. I don't yeah. know. Sometimes I feel like I probably, I, you know, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to having a life, raising kids and being like whatever. And then feeling like, am I putting enough effort in my other relationships? You know? Well, I mean, I don't think as a grandparent that they would want to take, I mean, what do they want? Like, I mean, no, I think the relationship is what it is. I can always count on them for everything, for any time. If I ask them, I mean, they're there. True. So, no, I think that the relationships are wonderful. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, they can't. There is but I guess my, genuine I guess I meant get. more like, do you feel like it's your job to maybe call and check on them now that you're an adult? <clears throat> no. No. Okay. When I get bored. When my dad gets bored, he calls me. Yeah. If he's driving. Yeah. I called my mom. <clears throat> when I first got married, I used to talk to her almost every day. Oh, my God. You would hate it. Cut the cord. Oh, my gosh. Man, you're so judgmental. It's so <laughs> obnoxious. <laughs> Stop checking on us. Yeah. No, I did talk to my mom almost every day. It was, yeah, that was a, that was a different time for sure. And now I probably go, like, I can go, like, maybe a week or two-ish. Two is a yeah. long time, but... I always like catching up with my mom. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We have to, but it has to be like a good week or two before, and so we have some stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah, collaborated up. Yeah. 
put it all in one Otherwise, it gets philosophical. What about your grandparents? Do you always feel, do you feel bad that you don't? Yeah, I mean, but, yeah, but there's, they're so close to death, it smells funny. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, yeah, I do feel bad, but that's just that's a it's a lot of effort. Yeah, well, I'm a really selfish person. Sure, you are selfish, um, but so am I. Um, but I don't know. It was, I guess, yeah. I do feel bad too because I guess I didn't visit my grandparents as much as I probably should have. But I don't know what the should have should be. Well, I have a grandma that sits in her house. 95% of the time. I mean, I feel like if I had to, my experience of my grandma right now is that she's just waiting to die. Maybe. And she seems miserably, she sits in the dark. Yeah. She I wonder turn why. The lights on. Why do you think she sits in the dark? Because she's frugal. <laughs> and why turn the lights on if you don't need to? She ain't reading. Your, your, your grandma, though, here's the truth of it. When I came into your family... Your, the women in your family blew my mind. Yeah. Like your mom, I mean, they're workhorses. Yeah, I've and that's never, all they do. And not that my... But that's all they know. They don't know relationships, though. Maybe. My grandma doesn't know a relationship unless it's work. Okay. Because, and even now, and, and it's sad to see the the ripple or the chain that didn't get broken between her and her mom. And how much, just like her mom, she is, and how she's expected other people to do what she thought they should. And if they don't, then it's kind of like, well, you're, you, you don't count then. If yeah. you're not going to do it my way. But your mom is good with relationships. Yeah, my mom is. My yeah, mom your is. mom is good with relationships. But, well, but, and I think a lot of that my is because of my dad. my mom is great with relationships. Yeah. My mom is like... Wow. Seriously. <laughs> Wowzer. Wow. I are, think she You are thoughtful. She is. It, have you seen the, the office one where he's like, if you do me a favor, I will do you a favor. Like. I don't owe anybody anything like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, no, your mom is very thoughtful. Yeah. And I it, mean, she gives cards. Uh -huh. She remembers birthdays. She gives thank you cards. She. Well, she comes by that rightly. Your grandma was like that. Yeah, I guess and so. Nami. We used to get a call. I got I, as soon as I came in the family, I started getting the phone call. Yeah, I started getting the, the then, birthday call. And the anniversary. Anniversary. She would sing us happy anniversary on yep. our wedding anniversary. Same tune as happy birthday. Yeah. She never really makes it. Sweet up. old gal. Yeah, she is sweet. She was such a nut. I loved it. Uh huh. Such and a I, good time. I would love to dive into the psyche of my grandma. I would love to die, anybody, really. Yeah. And that's just the truth of it. Even my own grandmother, like you're saying, how she was like that. It's like, I mean, here she came from a huge family, had a huge family of her own, and that's just it's kinda... all about family in my that family. <clears throat> it's like, this is what this is. And like you said, your family was like, family wasn't the huge part. It was like, there's a lot of work to be done, so let's mm -hmm. not talk about. Well, and luckily, we had a good balance with the cash side of my family and, me, and the meat side, which really came balance. together nicely mm -hmm. in, in my family. It's mm -hmm. amazing to see... The, the tender kindness that the caches bring in to the to the yeah. working and the and the caches bring in that fun play the yeah. the 
the chill, the tease. let loose, uh-huh. yeah, the you know, comical and the Mitches, side. And the Mitches did bring in the hard work, the tenacity, yeah. and just well, you just get down and get dirty. Well, and that's what I was saying. It's like when I got into your family and uh, I saw the women, how the women worked, like even your mom, I just was so blown away. And, oh, that's what I want to say. Not that my my the women in my family are just as hardworking, but in a total different direction. Uh-huh. Like my mom isn't. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, an accomplished pianist, well, a teacher. And she does an ensemble, that huge ensemble yeah. that she does. Well, she and then on top of that, she did the preschool program that uh-huh. she obviously just, anything she touches just turns yeah. to gold because she puts so much of her heart into it. Yeah. My, my parents, my mom works really hard on rent houses, property, um, items, things. If to anybody build. needed, yeah. like, if oh, anybody yeah. was moving, or if anybody needed help, Kathy was first in They're, line. She's a good physical. We're we're a physical labor. Yeah, like, you guys let, are. Let's get in and do it. And my family, like my mom, not that your mom doesn't do this. Your mom definitely sits down and visits. But yeah. uh, my that is very big in my household. Like, you sit down, you talk to people, you visit. You, my mom does a good job of like, hey, I got nothing else to do but just talk to you type mm-hmm. deal. Like, she gives you all your attention, kind of. Yeah, at well, times. and you know, my mom's learned a lot. Yeah, my mom has learned a lot. I mean, she's and it's you know, and even like that, it's easy to kind of avoid things to and just go work or do this or do that. Sure. And now, and now, it is fun to see them see how all of our families have grown since for the last 15 years that we've been a part of the family. It's yeah. fun to look back and see where, where we were 15 years ago, what it looked like 15 years ago, and to see how we've all changed and molded and, and the relationships that we have now and how it, and even, you know, just how much slower paced kind of everybody is maybe. And mm-hmm. we all will sit down and chat. We've all have learned to slow down a little bit. Yeah, I think. for sure. For sure. And, but yeah, your family is just so good about, yeah, just the physical labor part, which is so, it was so inspiring to me because in, well, first off in my baby of the family brain, I didn't do anything. Like I was, I was embarrassed to pull weeds in front of my yard that like my neighbor, cause this boy that lived across the street, that was my age, went to school with him. He lived across the street from me. And I was like, I know he was going to see me doing yard work how embarrassing and it's like now i'm like oh my god what's wrong with me like why was i like that that's so weird but because now i love i love gardening i love working on our lawn well now i don't because we don't have one but in utah i loved it i loved working in the little flower garden and things Mm -hmm. like that when my kids were little i loved doing that but But yeah, our families are just so different. I think that's really cool, though, when you get married and then like you, like even my own kids, they think this is reality. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And it's really not. You know, no. this is their reality right now. But uh, when you get married, it's a total different world. I mean, two f- people just live life differently. They do things differently. Uh-huh. But yeah, your family was always really cool to that they just, and even now to this day, they would show up work oh yeah yeah i could count on any of i could call any of my siblings and they i mean they would work unfortunately mine are too far i mean not that mine wouldn't show up yeah but yeah no totally they're just different everybody's family Uh is just a little different which is pretty cool it is it's really fun to see the difference of and and to see what we learn from each other yeah and then to mesh and then to mesh the way i was raised and what i thought 
well, the way I thought life was supposed to look like. Yeah. And then the way you were raised and the way you thought life was supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And then to battle between those. Yeah. And then yeah, to, to like here. call a truce to, you know, finally like, okay, this like, yeah. Yeah, I'll let you be other. like that. And you can let me be uh-huh. like this. And now. Learn to love each other for yeah. things. I think that's the biggest thing is like learning each other, loving each other's uh, flaw, not flaws. Quirks. But quirks. Yeah, that's a good word for it because we got a lot of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> a lot of them. Yep. And you know what's funny is like I like looking at like when uh, me and my sisters are always like, well, could you marry this brother-in-law or that brother-in-law? And it's like, no, nobody is, you know, everybody kind of finds their perfect match. Uh-huh. It's kind of funny that way. And then you mold and then you mold and mesh. And you start looking like each other, <laughs> like your dogs. You start looking like your dog. <laughs> so they say. Why don't dogs start looking like humans? Ooh, that's evolution, but more in the uh, canine world. That would be an interesting if we went back to dogs. When if we went back, we, we, were, we were once a dog. <laughs> we, we come from dogs, actually. If we if we digressed and became we started as monkeys, became humans, ended as dogs. <laughs> Evolution. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's funny. I don't know, but it is interesting blending families. I love when I see a family that has, you know, um, that have been separated, parents that separate, but yet learn how to cohesively still support and be a family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Like, and they can even be remarried. And I know there's a family that you grew up with. That's kind of like that, where they just are really good blended. Um, it's just awesome to see people that can put their problems aside or their disagreements aside and still love each other. Yeah. Hey, and not even have to live with each other. Yeah. But this didn't work Mm -hmm. and we're moving on. And so, Hey, this work, I, I'm happy for you. This, yeah. you know, whatever. But it is, it is, it because, man, it's such a selfish thing to make such huge problems, and then, and the, the only people that suffer are your kids. I mean, not the only people, but you're suffering, they're suffering, yeah. the kids are well, suffering. Well, and I think the biggest thing is the kids. I think that it just sucks because. Well, talk. Good. No, you can, I was gonna say it just sucks because these kids didn't get asked to put in these kind of situations, and their dream is for everybody to get along and to be a family. You uh-huh. know, I mean, everybody wants that dream for co- yeah. cohesiveness. Yeah. It doesn't have to look a certain way, and we should promote that life shouldn't have to look a certain yeah. way. What I had, a, I had a, the salesman that came over yesterday. Oh yeah, and uh, he was talking about how he he got his son at seventeen months old. And he's like, man, what a what a nightmare. He's like, the mom was never there. She would always say she showed up, or she never showed up, and this and that. And he's like, oh, it was such a rough life. I had such a hard time doing it. Man, it was hard. And I and uh, he's like, and now he's like 37. He doesn't have a wife. Never had a really steady girlfriend. Never talked about marriage stuff like that. And he's like, you know what? And so we went, took him to counseling. And he's like, yeah, it's abandonment issues from his mother. And so oh, weird. And so it's like, but yeah. what's crazy is. I, lo- I know that we love to dissect people, but <clears throat> what's crazy is, is the comment, as he says, is it was hard. Uh-huh. It was miserable. It was all those things. Oh, and, I, and this story that <clears throat> yep. he was telling me, the story that he told me, and I'm like, man, I can, I just, it, I can see it. Isn't that plainly. crazy? Like a third party is like, interesting. Those words that you're saying, like it was hard and all this, but yeah, well, it's abandonment issues from his and, mom. And he, 
he was as much a part of the problem. Right. And he was as much a part of the problem as she yep. was because he kept giving the kid false hope. He kept letting her play a game. Like he right. kept allowing that to happen. And he would he was promoting it so that he could make her look like shit probably. I mean, there's times that he, he used that to I, his advantage. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, we're just, just shooting a shit about <laughs> it. <laughs> just shooting a shit about it. Once again, our opinions. <laughs> Once again, this means nothing. <laughs> I hope he comes over and pays us for his, <laughs> his I'm uh, I'm like, therapy. You know, isn't it interesting that those adolescent years, how much they affect the well, rest of Well, but here's the truth. Here's the truth of it is it could be that. It possibly could. And, and it could be a beautiful household. I have no idea. Sure. But it's crazy how much our words divulge us. Is that the word divulge? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the and the story we tell ourselves is how our life. Well, is. and you know what's even more crazy is that um, I could sit here and be like, I did everything I possibly could, and you know, but it's really hard to to accept that maybe it was you. Even though he was the one that was there, he was the one that raised him, he's the one that didn't abandon him, he was the yeah. one that did all this stuff, but maybe you still were a part of the problem. You were, yeah. And, and, and it's just hard, that kind of reality is hard uh, to swallow. Well, and it's hard, and sometimes it's hard to to see what my accountability would be or is yeah. in the situation. Yeah. And maybe I don't want to look at my accountability mm-hmm. or see it for what it is. But at the end of the day, he, that guy's not a victim. Right. The, and, and his accountability, he has a lot of accountability in the situation, but also start telling yourself a different story. Dude. Start to reprogram the you know, way that we think. You know, crazy story is like the gypsy and Rose. Uh-huh. That's a crazy one. That one's pretty wild. Yeah, where the the mom kept her sick and made her be in a wheelchair. She had cancer. cancer she shaved cancer her head yeah. all the time. And now that's insane. Yeah. Dude, I, that's what, you know, and that's what's, it boggles my mind. I, I, this is going to, don't take this the wrong way, but that's why I find the world fascinating. I find humans fascinating because we legitimately are so prone to our surroundings that you make up this whole new reality yeah it's so crazy yeah literally quite literally you can make up your entire life yep you can make up every story every situation and 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 twist it and yeah. turn it and I mean, make but, it be a but, way and the, but here's the thing is like look at Anne frank i mean such a sad story of legitimately not moving for days, stuck in like a room, hasn't couldn't like you know in a corner type deal. Uh, feared for her life, but you know I don't know I, I, and not come out as bitter as some may, or you know what I mean. It's just it's just weird. It's well, just weird. Well, and you, you you could call it rising above it, sure, rising from the ashes. But at the end of the day, Anne Frank had to choose what she was going to tell herself about that situation. Right. What am I going to tell myself about what happened to me? Well, even like uh, the princess story um, where they, she gets locked in the, the attic with the others and they pretend they're at this glorious dinner and, and the next morning they wake up and all the fancy things are there. But um, 
but it's just that it's like taking a sad situation and making the best of it or pretending it's better than what it is. Even like the beautiful life one where in the, the camps where he has his son and his wife there and he pretends like he's a soldier. He just kind of does these silly things to make his son laugh in the midst of being in the concentration camps. Um, but I just, I find that kind of mindset fascinating uh-huh. that people have the ability or the smarts to know that they control it, yeah. even in the midst of, um, of dying, yeah. even in the midst of death in front of your face. It, it's just, it, it's bizarre. But like the, the post I posted yesterday, I was just going to look it up, but that post I posted yesterday, I love that my friend posted it on Facebook. So I shared it, but it's the one where the sad boy says, I'm not enough. Cause we were talking about oh, this yeah, yesterday. That was a great one. It says using mindfulness to create distance from thoughts. Mm-hmm. So the same boy is sitting there and he has a thought, I'm not enough. And then this same the boy, bubble, yeah. it goes, it starts with, I noticed that I'm having a thought that I'm not enough. Yeah. And it's like, those thoughts aren't you starting to disassociate yep. from what I'm telling myself and acknowledging, yep. whoa, what did I just say? What did that just say? Yep. Wait, did I just, did I just hear that something said that I'm not enough? Yeah. Right. Instead of telling myself that, Hey, acknowledging what just got said right? and, well, and seeing and it. It's not that you're not being realistic. Like in the beautiful life of the concentration camp, it's not like he wasn't being realistic about the situation. Yeah, He was making the situation. He was viewing the situation at a third party view yeah. rather than being in it. He made it into something else. Yeah. And I just, I did, that just blows my mind that people have that a, knowledge to even go to that distance of it because i think when you are young you think your reality is like i'm hurt and that's what is real yeah i'm hurt and that's what's real somebody hurt hurt me you hurt my feelings and my feelings are hurt and that's all i know actually now you owe me yeah well yeah now you owe me (laughs) but actually you're having something happen that triggered these feelings of insecurity or whatever and there's just so much more to it i and that's why i love the human psychology, because it's just like, you can, you can make anybody believe anything. Oh man. It's pretty crazy. You can make yourself, you can make yourself Mm -hmm. believe anything that you want to. If you want it to be true, if you want it to be real, you'll make it. Right. And it's pretty crazy. I mean, look at, um, the white family in the back. East. Oh yeah. That one was crazy That's a, a documentary. I think we saw it's called the whites. I believe uh-huh. uh, it was on Netflix. I don't think it, it was quite a long time ago. But, but yeah, there were a whole family that lived in a town that figured out how to use the system and they were all broken. They took all these pills and they were on disability. Well, they would, they found out that they could go to the doctor to get uh, prescribed or that they were mentally, mentally sick uh-huh. in some way or some And they fashion. could be on disability and they could be on disability. And then just this whole generation or this whole uh, family family yeah. uh, multiple it, generations i mean of family just did the same the system. grandpa started it and then the the children did it and it got handed down and yeah. there were hellraisers the town hated them they were shitty people they they didn't have anything to do all day except for create problems yeah but when you don't got a job any, i wonder if any of them broke out of that yeah you you would you would imagine you'd have to uh-huh. because that just because the more people in it, I don't know. 
I mean, I look at my, I look at my family and I don't know, I could be wrong. I come from a fairly large family that has in like cousins and stuff like that. And I think I, I am only one of maybe, Yeah. I, I don't know. Once again, I'm putting words in other, maybe there's none. I don't know. But I have 64 cousins on one side and I think I'm the only one that has left the church that has left the religion. Yeah. And that blows my mind. Like, well, and it does, you know, and that's the crazy part is it's not like we're, we're talking out of our ass here. We've, we've, we've lived this. We've yeah. done through this. I was programmed. I remember the night that I lost my salvation and how anxious and scared I was. Yeah. And then the peace came that said, Hey bro, you can't lose it. Yeah. There is nothing to get. There is no salvation. There, there is, is nothing, nothing to lose. It, yeah. they, you have nothing to gain and nothing to lose. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, and then just peace and calmness. Yeah. And ever since then, it has been an amazing, blissful ride. Once I realized there was nothing to lose, man, what a joy my life has been. Right. Because now I got to question why I why I acted certain ways. Was it just because I was taught that, or is it because I thought that it, it was correct, or then I got to look at the way that I lived life and the way that I reacted to situations. Am I reacting here? And why am I reacting this way? Oh, wow. Because I'm programmed because this is what I, this is how I used to act as a kid. I used to throw a fit like this when I was a kid, when things didn't go my way, I would scream and and yell. And so I started, I got to take a look at my life and realize and start to reprogram every aspect of my life. Right. And, and the religion, I mean, I did the math yesterday Mormonism, I was right now, my life where I sit, I was Mormon for 57% of my life. Over half of my life still is still a part of that religion. And that programming for 20 years of my life, it is a big deal. And that's why, mm-hmm. I mean, I we don't mean to talk about it so much, but it, it has shaped and molded our lives so much. And to break out of that mindset and to like people leave, we, I've seen people leave the church, but never leave their beliefs or leave like sure. they still want to believe in this or they they're, they're just inactive but i will have to say though you are definitely just more of like i said uh the other day that you are a what's the word um conspiracy conspiracy theorist you know what i mean like you like that kind of uh-huh. stuff and i think you you liked that stuff even before, I don't think you really knew you liked it. Yeah. But you were kind of just into that kind of stuff even before you left the church. So I think that you just, and you're a passionate person, so you tend to just hone in yeah. on your feelings and whatever not, and then it becomes, you know, I don't know. I just feel like you've always kind of enjoyed the opposition of mainstream. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's true because, one, well, I mean... I, I don't know. And for me, I think that's what's different is for me, I've always liked to be a part of the group. Mm-hmm. I've always strived to be a part of it. And I think that was that's what's hard is when you're not a part of a group. It, just, it does feel lonely. It does feel scary and things like that. But now on this side, I realize, oh, there's a lot of people on this side of the fence too. You know what I mean? There's Like I said yesterday, I'm loving that there's so many more open-minded people, even in the church, out of the church, in all religions, people are becoming a little bit more self-directed rather than believing in another 
human being that has no more power than I do to talk to God in any other circumstances. Nope. And, and I think that people are kind of realizing that we're all humans and we all have different ideals and ideologies yeah. of what um, the mysteries of life could be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And nobody has the right to the mystery, the answers to the mysteries than anybody else does. Uh -huh. No, they don't. And that's the thing. I, I read a thing on Facebook yesterday that was talking about how, you know, once we find, you know, we're all, we're, we are um, elect sons and daughters of God. And I'm like, well, I had to look up elect because I thought I knew what elect means. And so, yeah, we, we were elected to be sons and daughters of God, I guess. Some, somehow Chosen, somebody yeah, knows that. Um, yeah. And so, picked. but, but also it said that once that there is a plan for us and once we pray and we study and we find this plan and then, then, you know, once you find the truth of the plan and who you are, then you start to live it. And once you pray and then as you live it and you engage in it, you know, that's, that's the point of life. And I was like, but what if my truth doesn't coincide with the, the Their truth, truth with that truth? Yeah. What if, what if my truth is different? Then you're wrong. <laughs> then pray uh, yeah. again. Yeah. Pray seriously. again. What if, that's not right. What if my truth is who I am? And that, and my truth doesn't have to look like that. But, but if it's not like that, then, that's then you're think, not right. That's why I think we have so much effing battles and all this kind of stuff is because people get upset that are like, you're wrong. Yeah. You're not right. Yeah. Because guess what? I have all these people behind me saying I'm right. Because so you're wrong. Because, because at the end of the day, um, there's my truth and people think that there's the truth. Sure. And that's the hard part is that people think that the truth, which is, co which coincides with their truth, right? Because it works with their truth, mm -hmm. means that that's the truth. Yep. And there's no way in hell that anybody can say this is the truth. I know. I feel like we say that every podcast that nobody has the answer. Nobody has the truth. Open to all possibilities. Right. Well, and I don't. And, and I don't know. I'm just saying that once again. All I got right now is right now is sitting here right now yep. with you to be open to talk about something. And I think the biggest thing is like when you are talking with a friend or it's not about convincing that no. friend about what you think is right. It's about I think I now my goal leaving a, a conversation with a friend is I want that friend to know that I hear them, yeah. that they're cared about. Fuck, dude, we're in a society now where pe I'm not. And now we've always been in this yeah. kind of sick ass world, but where people kill each other because they disagree. It's like, of course you disagree. Yeah. We literally all, once again, we're brought in households, brought up in households. Not one of them is the same. Not nope. one household is the same at all. People are, my kids are being screwed up the same time as anybody else's kids are being screwed up. I'm yelling and fight um, about things that like probably don't really matter, like chores and sure. shit like that. You know, there's and then and then it goes so far into even homosexuality. Like uh, we were watching drag Dragula on oh Netflix. It's drag queens that are uh, horror, like horror. Uh, Decor, not decor, but fashion. Or they're decoring themselves. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're decoring themselves. But one of the the girls, gentlemen, whatever, uh, drag Drags. queens, was talking about how he hadn't told his dad. Uh, he didn't tell his dad that he was, you know, a homosexual. Or and his mom was eighty. He was like, even if I told her, she wouldn't know because she had dementia and all, Alzheimer's. 
And uh, sounds like the perfect scenario. Yeah, right. But it just it those kind of things break my heart that people can't even be honest to their family and their loved ones yeah. about how they feel. And that those are the things that break my heart, even with me and you, right? This is where I kind of had my shift in our marriage where where you were looking at pornography, you know, and I think we were living in the condo in Albuquerque in 2000, Paige was almost one, so 2006. Mm-hmm. And you, I saw, I've caught you looking at porn in the next room over. And of course I was completely dis, disheartened and hurt and everything like that. But I had this realization where it was like, because of course you felt really bad and you felt really guilty and wrong and shamed and all that kind of stuff. And I kind of had this epiphany, like, but if I leave you and you're so broken, who's going to put you back together? Who's going to want to pick you back up and put you back together? And you would have taught me my lesson. Man, I would have. I should have. <laughs> is what You would have. Look at, look at you now. You're, you wouldn't be as much of a porn addict as you are now. <laughs> but that, you know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like, who... Do I, did I really love you then unconditionally? Mm. Could I have said that I loved you unconditionally Mm -hmm. if I left you when at that time of my knowledge, you were at the lowest, you know, what I thought was the lowest of whatever. Um, I don't know. And once again, I am codependent. So maybe I just was convincing myself that I needed to stay because I didn't want to leave. You know what I mean? It was scary for me to leave anyways, but it just... I don't know people. I just, it just breaks my heart that people don't feel free to express who they are, even in their own households. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that I didn't trust my parents enough. Right. Yeah. We keep on going on to that. I didn't trust my parents enough to be honest with them. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't okay with being, I didn't trust myself enough being who I was and being honest with them. Yeah. And, And maybe I didn't know my truth and maybe I didn't have a clue what it was. Oh no. I, and that's the thing, like you were saying, like the 57% of your life right now has still been Mormon. <clears throat> this other part of my life is, I, I literally feel like I am an, I was an infant when we left the church and I went buck wild of not trying everything, but freedom. Like yeah. that's kind of even sexually, it was kind of like, Hey, I'm, we're allowed to flirt. You, you know, I'm not going nowhere. You're not going nowhere. Let's be open with uh-huh. this relationship. Not, you know, and just kind of be free. And there is no, this doesn't have to mean that just because you think another girl's cute or pretty or whatever, not like that. It doesn't have to mean that. I don't get, I, I don't get to take it personal. No, I don't get yeah. to take it personal. And granted, I think we've even come through that. We've learned a lot through that. That Uh doesn't work. Uh That does still hurt. Just because you think you're going to be open and free doesn't mean that you're, you don't have feelings anymore. Sure. You know, and, uh, insecurities don't come up. Yeah, absolutely. Insecurities don't come up and they still come up. Um, you know, and talking about the different households and stuff like that, like this is my path. Mm -hmm. Nobody will ever has ever can ever walk my path. Right. You know, we're walking beside each other on our paths, even though they're they're still yeah. they come in and like they go separate, come yeah, back together, up and down or whatever. But we're still nobody nobody is walking my path. Nobody no. has ever nobody, and and the same thing with everybody else. There's nobody that can make that can be your piece, your contribution. Because even in this because world. even okay, so the salesman yesterday with the the boy, you know, going through therapy. 
he has a story. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And that it's so crazy how we all have this story that how we see life, how we saw life, how it happened to uh-huh. me. Uh-huh. This is how life happened to me. Yep. And uh, he even... Might be, he might be very successful in school. He might be a lawyer. I don't know what he is now. I know that his son is successful. But there's still a part of the story that he hasn't let go of. And, and it might be his dad that told him that story. It might be... It's it's the whole... Yeah. It's the whole program. But... But the truth is, though, you come to a point, though, like the kid, even like myself, even like you, I know we've had this conversation. It's like, when are you going to rewrite the history? When are you going to let go that your mom or your mom and your dad didn't give you enough time Uh in life or there was no time for me? That's what you believe. That's the story. And maybe they, maybe in your parents' eyes, or I'm saying my eyes too, I'm just saying yeah. generally, no. or my parents' eyes, they did everything they possibly could and they gave me everything they possibly could. And in my eyes, I was like, they didn't let me do that dance team. Yeah. You know, they didn't care well, enough for me. They didn't want to spend that money on my dance team. Yeah. I have no idea and what their finances looked it, like. And acknowledging it isn't to make your parents wrong. This isn't, it's not your parents' issue. It's your issue. And to acknowledge it and to see it doesn't, it's not about making somebody wrong. I'm I'm not making my parents wrong. The way that I was raised and the things that I disagree with and the things that I absolutely hated, it's not wrong. Yeah. It's it's not about making my parents wrong. It's about acknowledging what, what I didn't like and changing it or changing what I'm telling myself about it because it's just a motherfucking story. Yeah. Just like, um, in the tent, when I was a, an adolescent and I remember, I don't know how the situation came up. There were sexual things. There was, there was dicks being sucked, you know, and, oh, and goodness. I, you what know, are you talking about when you when were a I kid? When I was a kid, yeah. And the neighbor, we were in oh, the tent. And, well, I think you might have to give background to that story. Okay, you... okay. Yeah. Okay. That was, <laughs> yeah. What is going on here? Orgy. Yeah. What is going on here? <laughs> so we were, as a kid, there's just an incident that I remember. I don't remember even. Well, how this old was the was. other one that I kind of, because I yeah, wanted to we'll, talk about we'll hashtag there. me too. Yeah. But, uh, but even, even so we were in a tent. I don't remember. I don't know if some of my brothers could have been there. I have no idea. We were camping in the backyard and, um, I don't remember even the situation. How um, old were you? I don't remember. Well, okay. Maybe eight oh, or nine. Okay. I was going to say uh, teens or no, younger. Yeah. Eight or nine. And the boys were older than you? Uh-huh. Okay. But, uh, I don't remember how I can still remember the smell of it. Oh, <laughs> I can still remember the smell. <laughs> me too, babe. Aww. <laughs> but, but the story of it, I could tell myself, oh, poor me, like, Oh, that I didn't like that. And, 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 you know, but I don't know, maybe in the moment I was like, Oh yeah, whatever. This is weird. We'll go for it. I don't remember how or what the situation was, but the story I'm telling so, myself about it. Okay. So you're camping. We were just sleeping in a tent in your backyard in the field in the back. Yeah. Okay. And you with neighbor boys and, uh-huh. and stuff. Uh-huh. And then, um, you just don't remember like if it was a game or if they yeah, asked you to just... I just remember sucking someone's dick. Oh, daddy. And uh I don't remember feeling like ashamed. Like I don't remember ever it wasn't coming out of it and sexual. Being, like, Do you remember it being sexual or anything? No. No. Do you were I mean, you and it was, were and you it, asked to you and you never felt forced? Did I, you feel forced to I do have it? I don't remember. Okay. Like I said, I don't remember. I don't remember the situation, and I don't even know if I thought about it the next day. I have no idea, but I know it happened. Okay. But the the situation. But what what do I make up a story and be like, oh, I'm I I uh, 
I'm hurt. Yeah, but but I think there's differences though because I look at my child, that's eleven. Yeah. Put him four years ago or eight or whatever. I don't know if Mac would. To me, this is just my perspective, but to me, I feel like um, he would be scared. Sure. Because I don't know with boy, you got you grew up with a lot of boys. There probably was a lot of wieners flying I ha- around. I have no idea. And- like, yeah, I, I don't, don't know, being but or not. If, um, but to that point in my life, but I you mean, were also pretty sexual as a kid. Yeah, though. that's what I'm saying. But to that point in my life, it, it gets present so much in adolescent years in that religion. But it you, because you said you so had the much. porn magazines in yeah. the cave up on the hill. And how old was I don't, that? I don't remember the time frames. Huh, that's okay. the hard thing is I don't remember time frames on those. I don't remember what happened first, or I mean. That was probably, it was a matter of like, it seems like maybe it was like a year that that was going on or something. But, okay. But, um. And you never told anybody? No. Hmm. But were, did you obviously know that it was not shameful or wrong, but you obviously knew it was taboo enough not to say anything or. I, like I said, I don't even remember. I don't know if I compartmentalized it. Okay. If, if, if it was, I have no idea what, where, when, why. And, and, but, but it was, but I, I don't know, like I said, I don't know what the situation was. If I was okay with it, if it was just like a game Mm -hmm. or something happened. The only thing I remember adolescent wise sexually, and and this wasn't even really adolescent. It's probably more age appropriate, I guess. But I think I was probably 12, 13 ish. And one of my friends were moving, so their house was abandoned. And I think we went in, and the boys, like, paid the girls to kiss, two of my Uh girlfriends to kiss, and then two of my girlfriends to shower naked together. Um, I never did because I was chicken. And and I look back, I'm like, probably nobody wanted to see me naked. They're like, oh, Allie's not cute. (laughs) I was such a nerd. But I do remember flashing my boobs once. Ooh. Um, in the back of a car real, real fast. And I was like, oh, but, uh, but no, I don't. And that's the thing is what's crazy. Go on. Sorry. Um, so prior to this, I mean, there were, we, we had cabbage patch dolls. Right. Uh huh. And I remember we would run around with their dicks in our mouth. But like, I don't think just, those cabbage patch dolls did have, I thought those were made by your aunt and she put wieners on them. Uh, yeah. But cabbage patch dolls were made with wieners and they came in the package maybe with wieners, but they were, yes, they had wieners on them though. I do not remember any and, cabbage patch doll having a wiener. Yeah. I remember, I remember running around with it in my mouth. I, and not that it was, not that that's neither here nor there, <laughs> yeah. but. My You're mom just, cut yeah. it off shortly after that. She's like, okay. <laughs> so wow, no wieners right, in your mouth. We're done with this. But, but Little did was, she know, a, four years sex later. Sex was a very, very, very taboo subject. Okay. And, and, and it was talked about in my house. It was presenced in my home. But Whether, not in and, a good way, you're saying. Yeah. Just it wasn't. Don't do it. This is wrong. This, this is, is how like, you talked about uh-huh. it. Yeah. No, 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 no. And, and I, like I said, this is just memories and feelings of now me translating what I think, but it, it's interesting. It's an interesting subject because I, I can, I can make stuff up about it. Sure. But it doesn't but that, make it real. But that's it the thing right. is, and that's, I think that I'm not, does this beep at five fifty five again? Um, so I'll do my final thoughts, but 
my final thoughts would be that's the thing, right? I think the story that we tell about our history is huge. Uh And, um, I think it's possible to rewrite it. I think it's possible to start saying something different like that. Like we were being silly boys. It was just a joke. Or you could say, I, somebody made me, but the truth is it could have been a different reality. The reality could have been, I don't know. I don't know what what to put those things. Because here we are years later Mm-hmm. And I could feel disgusting about it. It could I know, make but, me feel but slimy. But here's the part that I'm having a hard time with is because you're saying you could, I'm saying, hey, let's rewrite the story. But at the same sense, you're saying even at the time, you didn't feel shamed or whatever not. And so it's hard. It's I don't hard. know that. I don't okay. know that. Oh, you're I, saying I, you might have. I could have. Okay. I could have. However, um, why would I choose into that? Yeah. Even now, why would I choose? Sure. But, but that's not a big deal for you. I, and that's, and I think that's the big thing. Okay. So that's not a big deal for you. I don't think even when I think you first told me this story, like I think we'd been married for quite a few years before you even told me. Um, I think you've always kind of been like, uh, it was no big deal. And I think that's kind of the story you always told yourself. I think it's the stories in our lives that you do have a negative connotation on that need to be flipped. But even, and that's what yeah, I'm saying absolutely. is, but even there's so many situations that people have been in, maybe say, say they got drunk one night and had sex with somebody and they wake up the next morning. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. And then they feel disgusted and be like, Oh, I didn't want to do that. And mm-hmm. yeah, but it was consensual the night before, but just because you feel disgusting the next day doesn't mean that you weren't consenting the night before. Sure. And, and not that this fits every situation, but still, even if I did, it was disgusted by it. Here I am years later. It, it had I told my parents that would have blown up. Yeah, that, true. There would have, and then maybe I would have had to go to counseling about it. Sure, and then and I then would have really worse, told myself yeah. a really big story about true. how how horrible. That and when was. you're eight and nine, you can be convinced of a lot of things. Uh huh. And poor me, and and there would be there would be all this counseling and all this stuff that I would have had to go to around mm-hmm. this situation that would have really exponentially put a lot of attention on it and made me really feel. Like oh that that wasn't okay that they yeah. did that and this was wrong and and that and it could have been this huge story and this yeah. would have been it could have been a huge chapter in my life that wasn't. It's like um, hashtag almost you. A hashtag almost me too. <laughs> almost me too. But it's true. What 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 bullet did I dodge by think by not? You know what? Do- Why what, not making it a big yeah, deal? Yeah. What bullet did I dodge? Because man. What if I did go down that That is true. There are a lot of things. This is going to beep on us. But there's a lot of things that I think, like you're saying, you tell your parents. And as a parent, looking at your kid, you think that is – because I'd be mad. If I stop it? Um, yeah, it will. Pause it. 